It's outside the box, wanting to be optimistic in trying times. Today's topic is Gotta Have Hope. In a previous Outside the Box, I told a discouraging tale of a study by Benjamin Page and Martin Gillens, which concluded that the U.S. was an oligarchy. The authors cited evidence suggesting that most of the public, the 99% of us who are not millionaires, had almost zero influence on government policies or legislation. But hey, I don't believe it, at least not entirely. Do you? Are we just along for the ride like serfs meeting the every whim of the wealthy elite? Has democracy come and gone in our country? Or do we actually have some say over our own lives and communities? There's little doubt that millionaires have more say than us so-called normal folks over what happens in the U.S. and how its laws and policies are made. But in an analysis of almost 1,800 issues brought up by Page and Gillens, found that there was broad agreement among both the rich and the so-called middle class on many of these issues, at least about 85%. Even when there was a class difference, the rich didn't always get what they wanted, just over half the time according to an analysis done by other researchers using Gillen's and Page's data. And sometimes what the wealthy want, like public financing of elections, might not be such a bad thing. When it comes to legislation, Congress people are caught between wanting to satisfy their big financial backers versus pleasing their voting constituents. In reality, sometimes the vote goes one way, and sometimes the other, often depending on the strength of interest groups like the National Rifle Association or Planned Parenthood. However, according to critics of the Page and Gillen study, the real class difference was between those with low income and everyone else, both middle and wealthy classes. What's good for the so-called least of us does not often seem to be favored, by the middle and wealthy classes. Even this was not borne out by a recent referendum in Maine where raising the minimum wage passed pretty easily. It's gotten pushback from legislators who rolled back a portion of it, but it has mostly gone into effect. Unfortunately, the minimum wage is still only somewhere between one-half and two-thirds of a so-called living wage. Bernie Sanders' recent presidential campaign, even though not ultimately successful, demonstrated that someone without financial power could be elected to a powerful office. On the other hand, the current administration in Washington is clearly representing the wealthy and not many others. So, who is influencing whom? That's the big question. If those of us without gobs of money just parrot what the rich say, the rich are right, the rich know it all, then they have the power and call the shots. But if public opinion influences what the wealthy believe, then we're in charge and the rich are just following suit. There's a whole other category of people not represented in this conversation about who makes policy and who doesn't. 
Those are the outside-the-box thinkers who are way ahead of their time or have beliefs based on a whole different value system. We may always be on the outside, but many of our proposals get adopted years or decades later and become the norm. We, too, have power and influence. Do you feel powerless in the face of a wealthy corporate oligarchy, or do you have hope and feel influential anyway? I'm Larry Danzinger, knowing my own power, no matter what.